Dear, dear, how queer everything is today. And yesterday things went on just as usual. I wonder if I've been changed in the night. Let me think. Was I the same when I got up this morning? I almost think I can remember feeling a little different. But if I'm not the same, the next question is, who in the world am I? Ah, that's the great puzzle. Hello and welcome to episode 417 of Under the Cull of MS. That's Lewis Carroll, Allison, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland quote. And today's a normal comics and health episode. A little bit of that, a little bit of whatever. And we got a little stack of comics here. Start off with Alice Ever After. Number two. It's still interesting. Alice in Wonderland story. It's just... It focuses mainly on her addictions and being... uh, Getting introduced to all the people in the insane asylum type environment that she is part of now. And we get to meet quite a few of the characters from the Alice in Wonderland story. Almost all of them, all of them in this, this issue. And we get... A little deeper on Alice's little friends, who's going to help her out when need be, and who's not quite her friend, and don't really care much about what she does, and take advantage of her. Child of the pure, unclouded brow, and dreaming eyes of wonder. Though time be fleet, and I and thou are half a life asunder, thy loving smile will surely hail the love gift of a fairy tale. It's another little quote from Lewis Carroll from the back of the book from Through the Looking Glass. I'd like to know how much of this reflects on Lewis Carroll's life herself, what she's gone through and dealt with over the years. I'm sure back in those days, there was all kinds of problematic things happening. Uh, next up, and speaking of problematic things, is the Blue Flame, Chapter 8, Beyond the Cosmic Horizon. The Blue Flame nearly dies in search of good. Reed and Dee have little luck getting Matteo, Matteo, out of custody, custody. And Sam, recently sober and with a new job, 
begs for forgiveness and to be let back in the house. The case for humanity collapses as apologies are offered and taken. In this issue, Sam takes a trip to the farthest reaches of space to try and find some answers to help him with his tribunal, his trial that he's going through to try and save the Earth. While yet the entities are ready to destroy Earth because he's not proving anything to them at the moment. And then the Earth Sam we're seeing who has disappeared after all the problems with Mateo and stuff. And he's off wandering around doing his thing while his sister is having problematic issues with her child. And the two stories are connecting more and more as we read. So it's definitely going to be this is in its own an Alec in Wonderland, I guess. A Sam in Wonderland style story. Which sadly I think is going to turn out where it's just Sam. This was all mentally in Sam's mind and it's his way of looking at his life and how he's getting out and about and trying to deal with his his own issues and addictions while trying to dis- rediscover himself after he, the war and everything that happened throughout his life. So I have a feeling that we're going to be getting some final answers here pretty soon with this issue. Then we checked out The Boys, another 50 cent introductory priced one, number seven. And this is called Get Some Part One. This is a storyline where we get to see a character at a psychiatrist's office that's got an addiction with sexual issues. Or he. keeps getting extremely horny over just about anything that he comes across. And while we're learning about that, we also have a couple of the boys' characters kind of bringing in a new character that's going to meet some of the other... like-minded entities and gonna learn more about what he's what he's in for with joining up with this crew of goofballs and all their issues but yeah we learned some stuff about sidekicks in this storyline and it's just once again it's very sexual it's very deep into certain issues that characters are having. And it'll be interesting where where that one takes us also. I 
I do have to check out the boys' comics from the beginning. Get at least at least the first few. See what. See if it pulls me in at all, like the series did. But then again, I watched the first season of the series and never watched anything beyond that. It's like. A lot of things are like that lately. Stranger Things, I watched the first series, and now they just came out with the fourth one, I think. The fourth season. I'm getting just so far behind on certain shows and series that don't know if I'll ever go back to them and pick them up. It's like I'm enjoying the comic format way more than the TV format lately, so we'll just have to see. If I got a boring day that I want to throw it on in the background, maybe I'll do that. Otherwise, I'll just keep looking for the comics and just seeing where they they take us. And go from there. Speaking of new series and things that are transferring over to comics, to series and all that back and forth stuff. We have Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. I watched the first season, kind of like fast-forwarded through some of the last couple episodes because it just, that whole season did not pull me in. I didn't, didn't care for how they laid out the character. I get the whole whole multiple personality thing and stuff, but yeah, I didn't. Like the way that they introduced it and brought it to brought it to our attention, but we'll see. I'm sure I'll check out the second season if they have one. But this is Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood number one by Marvel Comics. Mercenary Mark Spector died and was reborn in the shadow of Khonshu the Egyptian god of the moon. Spectre became Moon Knight, the fist of Khonshu, to fight evil and protect those who travel at night. Across the past, present, and future, Moon Knight has gone through many phases, but his quest for justice justice never wanes. This is another one of the black, white, and blood or whatever the the different series that relate to this style series that they've been coming out with and again it's a nice three different stories that don't go on and you don't have to worry about linking them into something else and you can get these little storylines throughout here but it's like the first one we get a interesting look at Moon Knight in space. Anubis Rex is the name of that storyline. And he's got a young entity with him that he puts her through her own trials and tribulations. Kind of this one had a lot of the feel of that step-by-step series that's out now. 
except it's uh has words <laughs> unlike the step-by-step version then we got so white yet so dark storyline where we get a fun little story that crosses moon knight over with uh spider-man and we get to see those two dealing with an issue and kind of working together on this issue and it's fun it's a fun team up between those two characters i could definitely get into seeing more more team ups between them but we will have to see where it goes but we do get a couple different forms of moon knight in this storyline which is nice get get a couple of the main characters and then we got the end which i read it once and then read it twice it goes back and forth the story is nice <laughs> uh it starts out at the end of the story where moon knight is all bloody and battered and laying uh, on his deathbed possibly but you're reading this story either from the back to the front or you're gonna go in and read it go to the back of the book and then read it forward if you want a more easier to follow storyline but focuses mainly on uh Moon Knight and Red Blade fighting it out and seeing what happens. And we have some other, another character in this storyline that's connected to it all. And it was a good story. It was just hard dealing with the, starting with the end and working your way forward. I just wasn't sure if I should take it like a manga comic and read it opposite or if I should look at it from the end to the front. So I looked at it both ways just so I could understand it a little bit easier by reading it the front to back way and then also getting the feel of the back to front way to see kind of how the story pulls you into that ending and what's happening but i liked it i really like these black white and blood comics and they have different versions they have i think wonder woman did black white and gold stuff like that but they've all been everyone that i've got my hands on so far i haven't i've enjoyed every little story if not all if not most of the stories that are in each one. And then we went way back in time while the wife was at a half price. Well, no, was it? Yeah, I think it was a half price books bookstore. I was wandering around and I found a little rack full of comics and they had a bunch of little dollar comics in there. 
So I picked up a bunch, and one I picked up was Richie Rich, the Poor Little Rich Boy, Vault of Mystery, number 30, by Harvey Comics. Harvey World Comics, actually, back then. But yeah, this is the old 35-cent comic days. Lots of fun advertisements throughout this. This uh, group of stories, you could call it. But in the first story, we get a nice little one. It's called Where Is Everybody? Where Richie Rich and his butler, Cadbury, are trying to figure out why people keep disappearing uh, around them. Everybody that they they're talking to and dealing with in a certain part of the mansion all of a sudden just disappear and we get to find out what happened and why it's all going on that way and we get a little tiny little story about richie rich the poor little rich boy <laughs> so i love that they called called him the poor little rich boy yeah Poor, poor Richie. But this one, his mom's got a interesting, interesting golden figure, or or golden aura to her. <laughs> and then, I mean, these I could easily spoil, but hey, why ruin the stories? It's, they're fun. We got crooks think small. Whereas something that just happens to happen to a bunch of people because of some type of shrinking ray type the device, and we get to see what they do with the shrinking device and the people, the criminals that are trying to steal from them, and how they use the devices against each other. It's just, it's all kinds of fun and hilarity throughout those things. And you get, <clears throat> in the advertisements, they have those little sea monkeys that we used to get, which was basically brine shrimp that you'd get at home, and then you'd throw them in water, and they'd come to life. Uh, and they have some scary Casper live meetup pictures in here that you can see. It's like photography back in the day kind of played with the colors of the pictures and made them look very interesting. They even have a giant dollhouse that you could get in. It's a giant electric dollhouse. Only $10.98. And they show this little girl playing in her dollhouse and they have it closed with her inside playing in this house. It's that big. It's like, damn, 10 bucks. You got 33 pieces of furniture. You got a working greenhouse that comes with it. And, I mean, that's a pretty damn good deal. I mean, back then, that was higher cost. But that thing, I bet you, right now, is going for a pretty penny if you had all that furniture included. And you know, I look at some of these pieces of furniture, it almost looks like some stuff that my sisters had 
They never had the giant dollhouse. I would have noticed that. I would have painted it up and made it look cool and made it into my kid shed. <laughs> then we got uh, Flora the Fantastic story. Where this one happens to have a very interesting plant that has some extra life abilities to it. You get to see how the plant comes to life in a way that is different than usual. There's a Dirty Money storyline. Which is laid out in book format. Where you get to see Richie helping his parents with some money issues. But yeah, this Flora story... That goes on and on. That was a fun one because of how the plant got pissed off of how we treat other plants and stuff like that. Then you get a little advertisement that's Father's Knows Best storyline, Richie Rich storyline included into the advertisement. And then all the fun super gimmicks and super prizes that you could get when you're a kid back in the day and you're always cutting out these little advertisements, trying to order a few things and they actually got some cool stuff. I know I've got I got a few of the things in the mail over the years back then, but yeah. Had to ruin your comic to order them. You couldn't like go to a copy machine back. We didn't have those back in those days where you could just copy a page, print it out, and then send it in. We got Star Star Wars Obi Wan number one. They had the Star Wars Obi Wan series start up this last Friday. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next issue or issues that comes out this week because I don't know how much longer I'm going to have Disney Plus. So I don't know if I'll have it till the end of the Obi Wan series, but I really did enjoy that series so far. The first two issues. And where it's going. So we'll see. But then I figure what the heck. I'll check out the Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, new comic run from Marvel Comics. And see what's up. And this one is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Younglings Challenge. The ultimate destiny of one of the Jedi's most renowned masters fast approaches as he awaits an inevitable storm in the remote deserts of Tatooine. Obi-Wan Kenobi takes time to reflect on and record key moments of a heroic life long lived. And it's basically what it is. You're seeing Obi dealing with his well-lived life and learning about his childhood in here and we go back in time and learn about his early trainings and how he grew up and what friends he may or may not have had throughout the years it was a very fun and interesting look at obi-wan Getting to learn more and more about this character. It's who we all liked. Well, most of us liked. 
for many years. It's like when I had my Star Wars toys back in the late 70s. It's like for some reason, my favorite characters I had were my when I'd go hang out with my cousin and we'd play with our Star Wars toys. I remember always having my Obi-Wan and a few Jawas. Those were my favorite characters to have together to play with. So, and then he, of course, had... He was the one with the well-off family, and he had all the big toys, all the Star Wars ships and all that, and I... Really would love to know if he still has them or if he got stupidly got rid of them throughout the they ate throughout his ages, but I haven't talked to him in a long while. I know his grandfather just passed away recently, but yeah, I'm curious. There's friends that had some pretty cool shit when we were kids that I couldn't get my hands on, and I always wondered if they still had those things. But hold on to your toys kitties keep them till you're older and then they'll be worth something when someone basically every 40 years 30 40 years people want what they used to have and they go searching for it they'll pay good money for stuff as long as it's still in good condition especially if you have packaging and all that crap but Final ones we checked out were Task Force Z, number seven and number eight. We finally got some old back issue stuff from our companies that's been holding on. My May 4th delivery finally got here that was supposed to be shipped out at the beginning of May, but never did. I got my order for my stuff that I had placed through another company over eight months ago, some of it, that finally came, all but one comic, they're, they've had sitting there, but they wouldn't ship it until all the comics got there, or if they, uh, or if I started ordering from them again, so started placing orders with them again, just to try and get my product back, try and get all my missing issues of storylines that I'm further along in, but I had to skip over one, an issue here and there because I didn't have them sent to me in time. But Jurassic League, or Jurassic League, why am I thinking Jurassic League? Task Force Z, number seven and eight, the story's getting deeper and darker and further along as far as what's going on with the Red Hood. His little gang of bandits and dealing with Two-Face and uh, Bane and all them. Well, Bane and well, a few of the characters are zombified already. And then... A couple are not, like Two-Face and the Red Hood. We just so happen to see them recruit 
Solomon Grundy also now. So Grundy and Bain are working together, becoming friends, even though they're all dead. <laughs> but it's interesting seeing what they do to try and get something they need from Batman and what bat characters pop out of the woodwork along the way during that. I like it. It's uh, picking up again. I was ready to give up on it, but I know it's only got going 10 or 12 issues and I'm already up to issue eight. So I'd say I might as well finish it off. But yeah, I was getting pretty bored with it for a second there. Learning more about this Bloom character and stuff in these two issues again. And yeah, it's. I think it's doing better than the vampires, DC vampire run that's going on right now. But I am out of time with this segment. Uh, clock is running down. So I'm going to end this portion here and get back to you with some health stuff right after this. So we'll be right back. Don't go away or go away, whatever you decide. But always rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, and all that before you do it. And you can also send comments and questions to KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. And we'll be back right after this. Okay, let's get to the health portion of the show. See what kind of things we can come up with today. You got a few wall workouts if you want. Want to just work out at home, use your wall. You can pretty much stand on one leg with your other leg bent behind you with your toe, the toe on the wall. Just work your body up and down while you keep your toe on the wall and your other foot flat on the floor. And your foot and toe that's on the wall should be about buttocks high. If you can make it that high, it just make it comfortable for you. And just squat. Just put your hands on your hips and squat down and up, down and up, down and up. Keep doing that for like, I don't know, whatever you can do. Or they suggest 12 reps on each leg. Then repeat for three sets. You can do a wall push-up, which you can do my stair version and get even more muscle stuff. But they're just basically standing far enough away from the wall that you can, your hands, if you put your hands straight out, there's about six inches between you and the wall. And then just fall forward, bend your elbows as you press against the wall, and then push away and kind of like throw your body off where your hands come off the wall those few inches and then pops back and you just keep falling forwards towards the wall and doing these little push-up movements without overstressing your body and you can also modify it and do one-handed where you keep one hand on the wall because you don't want to hurt your wrist from falling against the wall over and over with only one hand but put your other wall your other arm bent behind your back and then just do push-ups with that one hand off the wall 
but like I said, keep the hand on the wall the whole time. So you're not bouncing off the wall with just one hand. Only do that with the two hands. They suggest three sets or until failure, meaning you can't complete another rep. The bridge where you lay with your buttocks to your head flat on the floor with your arms flat on your sides next to you. And you put your feet on the wall in front of you with your knees bent at a perfect 90 degree angle type uh, image. You can go by that. Then just lift your buttocks off the ground while keeping your feet on the wall and your hands flat on your sides next to you. And just push your groin out and your buttocks up as far as you can to comfort-wise. They say three sets of ten reps would be good for that one. And then the wall sit clam where you basically sit with your back against the wall, knees bent at a 90-degree angle, feet flat on the floor in front of you, and you just... Move your knees out and in. Just basically like like you had that Suzanne Summers uh, thigh muscle machine thing that she used to sell. It had the little spring in the middle of the two arms that squeezed together. You just set it between your knees and just worked it in and out, in and out. Strengthen your inner groin muscles, your thigh muscles, your calf muscles, and stuff like that. They say do it 12 to 15 times, then take a break and go at it again. again. But those are some simple one exercises you can do just using the wall in your house or outside or wherever you're at. There's walls everywhere, and it's free. You don't have to go to a gym to pay to have that done. That's why those... So I like to mention a lot of these exercises and stuff. They're all ones you can either do very cheaply by just picking up a couple little rubber bands or just picking up buckets with water in it or weights, substituting weights for buckets or cans. Or and You can do paint cans. You can get a little pail and just put stuff in it to make it heavier, whatever heaviness you want and just work out with those type of items or you can do a ton of workouts without having anything just using your body the body and the environment around you swiss chart i still haven't played with much i want to i've used it a couple times for some basics but i want to get deeper into swiss chart and learn more about it See if I can enjoy it better because it is pretty damn healthy. But Swiss chard is low in calories and high in magnesium, iron, potassium, and vitamins A, C, and K. And it's Swiss chard is high in many antioxidants, including beta carotene and flavonoids, which may help prevent health conditions such as heart disease and lung cancer. Swiss chard is high in fiber, an important nutrient that can help maintain our weight and lower our risk of certain cancers and promote heart health. 
It's also an excellent source of vitamin K, a nutrient essential for proper blood clotting and bone health. I thought K was potassium related. It could be wrong. I thought it was. Uh, Swiss chard may help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol levels, which are risk factors for heart disease. It's high in fiber and antioxidants, which may improve blood sugar regulation and lower your risk of diabetes, which is always good. Swiss chard is high in fiber and low in calories, making it a great addition to a healthy diet for weight loss. It contains certain nutrients and compounds that some people may need to limit, including vitamin K and dietary oxalates. It may also trigger an allergic reaction for some people. So definitely watch out. You don't want to have an allergic reaction if you got any issues with any of that stuff. Swiss chard is mild is a mild green that works well in a variety of dishes, including salads, pastas, and side dishes. So that's what I was thinking to start it out. I'd at least do a cold salad with it, play with it that way, see if I like it, and then always such a difference between the cooked and the raw versions taste wise and texture wise so we'll have to see i'll try it raw and then i'll do some more cooked things with it swiss chard can be found in the produce aisle of most grocery stores be sure to consider whether you prefer to buy an organically or conventionally grown variety and check the color and texture of the stock and leaves before buying it. Make sure you're getting some good veggies that aren't like trash that you're picking up. They're going to go bad on you right away. But yeah, it's just charred a leafy green vegetable that is packed with nutrients. It contains an impressive amount of fiber, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants that your body needs. You can saute it alone or add it to stew, salads, stir-fries, frittitas, pastas, and more. Consuming Swiss chard may lower your risk of certain chronic diseases, help promote weight loss, help you maintain healthy blood sugar levels, and support heart health. Plus, it's a versatile vegetable that pairs well with many foods and can be added to a variety of recipes. So try it out. It's good for you. We like stuff that's good for us. If it tastes good. We can make it taste good. It's the main thing. Alright. Some of the better foods to help us heal. Would be things like. Especially after a rough workout. Or if your body's hurting from some other things. Might want to stock up on some of these things to help you repair your body like leafy green vegetables they're rich in all kinds of vitamins and minerals eggs are wonderful for us salmon's great those omega-3s and the proteins berries are wonderful especially the blueberries huckleberries be my little huckleberry 
Mm-hmm. And the other night I had, I didn't have no lemons in the house. So I was watching my Colorado Avalanche play game six of the second series, which they're up 3 2. And thankfully they won. That game, it was very stressful. But I decided to have a couple drinks during that. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have no lemons. So instead, I just grabbed my bottle of Huckleberry Vodka. And every time they scored, I had a shot, which basically is in my double shot shot glass. And then uh, I got bored waiting for them to score the first period. So then I made a new rule that every 10 minutes I had a new shot. And just started doing things like that, adding adding extra things so I'd end up having extra shots. <laughs> but yeah, that, that vodka is so good. I gotta try some other flavors. They got so many different ones that just sound sound like they could be very potent and yummy because how they process it through fresh vegetables. Like six times they process it through them. It's like it's so much of that that smell and the flavor of the items. It's just awesome. Nuts and seeds, like your almonds, your pecans, your walnuts, your sunflower seeds, hemp seeds, all are great for our bodies. Uh, Poultry, unless you got a nut allergy. I don't think I've ever met anybody that I know that has a nut allergy, though. I think there were a couple kids in school that had it in the later years, but don't remember much about it. Poultry, basically your chicken, your turkey, are packed with all kinds of goodies for our body, organ meats, like your... Your liver, the stuff that people don't like, uh, they can have lots of lots of goodies and are excellent sources of protein stuff for us to help recover our, from surgery and illnesses. Cruciferous vegetables like your cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, all those goodies. Those are wonderful for us. Shellfish, if you're not allergic to it, like my wife, your oysters, your mussels, your clams, they're all loaded with nutrients. Sweet potatoes, healthiest potato out there, nasty tasting. But I've I've been able to find a few versions Yes, French fries and stuff like that <laughs> that I can handle to an extent, but yeah, just can't do it straight up. When recovering from illness or surgery, you should fuel your body with foods that are high in nutrients and compounds that promote healing. Salmon, nuts, cruciferous veggies, and several other foods may help optimize recovery. Getting plenty of rest, staying hydrated, and avoiding smoking and alcohol promote optimal healing as well. Yeah, you don't need all that shit when you're 
sick and trying to heal yourself. Although it does make you feel better <laughs> in other ways. Uh, let's see here. The MSing link. DrGretchenHolly.com. She's a physical therapist and MS specialist. She's ready to champion your life with MS. To feel stronger, more energized, and in control, you're in the right place. They have mini programs that'll teach you three must-knows to champion your life with MS. They have an online wellness program for multiple sclerosis where you can learn MS-specific exercises to improve your mobility, reduce fatigue, and get your control back. You can work one-on-one with Dr. Gretchen. Through live Zoom classes, home visits, telehealth, physical therapy, and more. But, of course, you're going to be paying for that, I'm sure. It's going to cost a bit of money for probably the same information. I'm a lot of the same information you get for free from listening to my podcast. (laughs) I look over the shit. I'd let you know about it. And you can check it out if you want. I join up with some stuff, but I'm not big on this whole pay pay to learn format that everybody's going into where they keep using stuff that they learned from other people to teach us about and charge us to learn about stuff which many of us probably already know already, have already read it ourselves or seen it ourselves. And I find found that with some other programs I have been part of and with and it's like wait a minute you're telling me that this list of jobs is the new one and but yet there's a company that sends me that list of jobs for free every week and you're just copying and pasting that list of jobs If I'm paying for something, I want some extra, a little extra benefit. And I'm a pretty outgoing person when it comes to groups and clubs and organizations. And I help everybody along the way as much as I can. Anytime there's something I can do to help people out, I like to do that. But I also don't want to be paying to be part of something that I'm helping people with and I'm not getting anywhere myself so I'm trying to limit myself on organizations and stuff at the moment until I can design our entity that we have going right now with our different podcasts and stuff I just want to focus on designing that into a productive system where I'd be happy to make a little from advertisers or something or under a pay bracket for how many views I guess and stuff like that too but it's hard to get the views and the reflectiveness of the system when you're sitting there and constantly having more and more stars, people that have their own organizations and businesses 
taking up the podcasting realm. And it's like, it's just not, it's like we're being, the little guy is being pushed out. So that's why I'm kind of working towards the video format. I definitely want to do more of those in the near future and see what happens. I think this Friday, as long as I don't have nothing going on, I think I might do an YouTube opening video. So we'll see how that one goes. See if everybody likes it or not. Or I might use the Riverside version, but I should it'd probably be better to go through the YouTube video. But we'll see what happens. What I decide to try out this week. So I do need to get an extra podcast in this week yet. And then I'll because next week I got some things happening that planned. So we'll see what happens. You wanna lose weight. Improve your health and your diet routine. The first thing you should probably do is pick up your yoga mat or whatever you're going to need to work out. Make sure you got those supplies. But don't you want to check out your environment, your kitchen, and see where your problem areas are? It's like, Check your fridge, your pantry. Just small little things you change could affect quite a bit. And it's hard, I get it. If you live in a household, you got kids that are in school, they need their little sugary items that they're hooked on. Uh, their cereals and snacks or after school and all that. And you got to try and avoid stuff like that if it's around the house you're living with a variety of people not everybody's gonna be on the same routine or like the same things you like so it's gonna be hard to adapt to that whole situation as well i suggest if you live with a group of people that maybe you make a thing where hey one person cooks this meal one person cooks this meal and then that way you can regulate how your meal is going to be every day and then you don't have to eat the other ones if you don't want if they're not healthy enough for you or whatever but it's a thought or doing your own cooking and foods separating yourself from everybody else in the household but then you're going to still see the other stuff and you're going to get the cravings and the temptations and that's a bad thing but uh, studies show that small changes to your kitchen from the size of your plates to what's up, up front in your cupboard can make big differences when it comes to weight loss. Uh, let's see. Google is known for making searches easy, but the company also found success when it set out to make it easier for its employees to improve their nutrition the Google Food Team and the Yale Center for Consumer Insights joined forces to learn how making small changes in the kitchen, the kitchen break rooms could help employees make healthier food choices. Uh, 
They uncovered how to stop the habit of reaching for a snack every time you have a cup of coffee or drink water by putting free drinks and snack foods in different places. Uh, When the beverage station and snack station were close, people were grabbing those extra snacks as they were grabbing their drinks, which is pretty much what you can expect. Uh, Portion control is a big thing. They talk about build-in portion control by taking those bulk bags of snacks, such as chips, crackers, and candy, and making your own 100-calorie snacks with small plastic bags, which is always a good way to do that. It's like, break the stuff down. If you got to have it in the house, break it down right away into some small little 100-calorie bags or so. And that way, while other people are eating them, you can grab yourself a little side bag that's only 100 calories. And then you get the craving out of your system that way. Uh, Make it easy to get water without being tempted to nosh in your own kitchen. Set up your home water cooler by the entrance to the kitchen and keep those fattening snacks like crackers, cookies, and other snacks as far from that entrance as possible. You can use your refrigerator door to remind you of your healthy focus, such as hanging signs that read, My goal is to lose weight through good nutrition, or I'm focused today on making healthy food choices. <laughs> Although if you do that in your work environment, people are going to mess with you probably or mess with it. That's the society that we live in and deal with. Uh, Other suggested changes would be replace unhealthy foods such as soda, candy, donuts, ice cream, and chips with healthy foods such as cut up vegetables, fresh fruit, and lean proteins such as plain Greek yogurt and fish. If you do have treats such as pretzels, purchase or make your own single-serving snacks. Do you have trigger foods such as salty crackers and peanut butter? Move them out of sight, out of mind. This may be particularly important at night when many people tend to lose their self-control and end up snacking. These calories can add up quickly and can undermine progress made during the day. Keep filtered water available in your refrigerator with a glass near the sink to remind you to drink frequently throughout the day. Use smaller plates. Eat with chopsticks or a corncob pick to learn to eat more slowly. The slower we eat, the more time we are giving our brains to notice what we have eaten. It takes 20 minutes from ingesting food until our brains will notice and perceive the sensation of satiety. Put high-calorie foods such as pie in the very back of your refrigerator in the vegetable bin. (laughs) I don't know if you want to put pie in the vegetable bin. (laughs) It could be a dangerous spot for it. Yeah. 
There's all kinds of little things you can do. Uh, some other secrets this person did was they limited their time cooking to twice a week. On those occasions, they made multiple planned meals for themselves and their family. Leftovers were stashed in the refrigerator with intention, such as Oh, yeah, I used last night's dinner for today's lunch or whatever. Breakfast rotated between two to three always available healthy item, items, such as boiled eggs and oatmeal. Healthy foods were always available for quick meals, such as refrigerated beans, chicken, fish, or quinoa. Snacks are limited to pre-portioned nuts and pre-packaged treats such as low-fat ice cream sandwiches. But yeah, and plus about a healthy kitchen. If you have kids, a healthy, healthy kitchen means healthy kids. Uh, they'll just go to their friends when they want to cheat. <laughs> but, but yeah, I guess that's it. For things today... To health it healthy your life up, health health your life up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Th- I can't think of anything else I really need to talk about or go over today. I gotta go work on the yard, get some more of my two weeks long weed whacking done so as soon as i'm done the first part i started with is probably overgrown again but at least i'm getting it out of the way it's like trying it done before i mow the lawn again i don't know i'll have to mow the lawn tomorrow so i won't be able to get that i'll be working on this still into next week i'm sure but at least the weather's not too bad. We were, we hit near 90s, but we had a nice breeze to go with it, so it wasn't so damn hot and humid. But other than that, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Catch you on a monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Send questions and comments to kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. And we will be getting back to you again sometime soon. Be good. Take care. Bye-bye.